Hello and welcome to Fine Beats and Cheeses, the podcast that has so much to learn. I am Leslie Grace Streeter. I am a columnist for the Baltimore Banner who's trying not to laugh right now. I'm an author and a speaker and a single mom and I do all the things. And my co-host is... I'm Lynn Studer-Kildreth. I make theater for young audiences and I'm actually in the same space with uh, my sister today and it's very exciting and I'm eating her food. <laughs> Yes, and our guest today, we are so excited. We've known this person, like, literally more than half our lives. Literally. And, and I don't really know what to say about it, but guest, introduce yourself. Well, hello, hello, hello. My name is Wanda Godsbread Ford of Watching Wanda's World, the podcast. I am also a makeup artist, so feel free to book me. <laughs> and um, I can be found on Facebook at Wanda Godsbread or God's Bread and Her Pain, or on YouTube as Intellectual One, the letter N, the number two, L-E-C-T-U-A-L, number one. Come on now. <laughs> and I love when we <laughs> interview podcasters, because they already have a thing that are like, what do I say about myself? They're like, no, here is my bio, get it right. So um, Wanda, what are we talking about today? I want to talk about something that is near and dear to my heart because without it, I wouldn't be a makeup artist. And that is what I call mm. YouTube University. YouTube University is not a formal thing, but it's what I call it because you can literally go to YouTube and learn anything you want. You type in the search bar, what you're looking for, and you can learn how to put fix a flat tire. You can learn different acts and how to, how to maneuver around them. Like that's how I learned when I became a solo, uh, one woman team for my podcast, how to do my, my podcast as a one woman show. But most importantly, for years ago, I learned how to do makeup by watching makeup artists do things on there. This is one of the things that I love about, you know, not that anyone but like five people were related to listen to this podcast. But what I love about it is that it's evolved. It used to be like, oh, it's Golden Girls. Oh, it's, you know, Murder, She Wrote. But now it's some really dynamic things that are not just about a singular pop culture moment, but it's about what it does for your life. And I really enjoy that. Um, Wanda is going to talk about like how this has impacted her life. But I will say I have learned everything from, you know, what might be wrong with my mm -hmm. car to how to rescue my hair when I had a really bad blow at the same time that I had like really blonde and the bond was lost and it was terrible. You know, I've learned so much from YouTube. Why do you think, and either you or Lynn can answer this, Wanda, why people find YouTube cheesy and why maybe it's not? Well, it's cheesy because you can literally find some of the corniest things and you're thinking, why in the heck does somebody waste five minutes of my time that I can't get back on some of the things that you find on YouTube? But it's not in that. It's like a time capsule, something that I was thinking about when I was thinking about the podcast. You know, initially I was telling you, oh, I want to talk about Boy George because I was thinking about how he was ahead of his time as far as being a male wearing makeup uh -huh. and, you know, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, Camellia. You know, so I was thinking on the Boy George and George Michael type tip, but that got me to thinking about how I can go on and if I'm in a certain mood, I can research music from the 80s and put on a playlist. I can go back to the 70s from when I had to clean up the house. And, you know, on Saturday mornings, you had to clean up the house and your mother would put on her favorite records. Yes. And, and, and so it uh -huh. takes me to a whole other place when I needed to and then not only that I can go into different genres of music it's not just one thing so that's why it's not and not only that you can find tv shows and old movies and oh yeah so it's just like it's just wonderful to me I mean <laughs> no it is so the first time I think that I discovered YouTube period was probably like 
it was probably like 2007 ish and um i this uh friend of mine that i used to go to church with came into i used to work at a church came into our office and was like there's this thing and you can watch old videos mm-hmm. on it and she was pulling up old music videos and you know back for people our age you know we're not they're not doing you know MTV right. or that stuff anymore you know we used to have VHS exactly. tapes of our videos that we used to yes. watch right and this idea that you could pull up whatever you wanted you could be like here's a video I haven't seen in 30 years let's mm-hmm. find that right um, was very exciting and that's sort of what I knew of it and from it and I didn't even imagine again that was you know more than 15 years ago right Mm -hmm. 15-ish years ago about what it was going to become and that people were actually going to be making money that's where I was going to go next you can actually be monetized if you have the right right qualifications and I'm working to get there so remember intellectual ones yeah Part of what we have talked about uh, on this show is about how cheese, for some people, honestly is very, like, classist and elitist and, like, this is a thing that everybody likes, so I can't like it. This is a thing that everyone can access that I don't like. And so, to me, this whole idea of a YouTube university is so, like, and I'm going to sound very, like, grand but it's revolutionary because what it says is i don't have to have a a degree well, if you ain't take the words i don't have to have a a person that like gave me this course i can go on and figure out how to fix my my tire mm-hmm. i can go on for me like i said i'm a single mom i figured out like how to put in the um my EDT right. battery. I figured out like how to like figure out stuff and it's it's just available to everybody and that well that's why to me YouTube is so universal. Um I wanted to ask you you and I had a discussion earlier where I talked about sort of the essence of why you learn things and you'd said that your learning makeup was pretty revolutionary because there's some things you learn like your parents mm-hmm. teach you and some that they right. don't. And your mom was not necessarily tutorial in the makeup. So tell me a little well, about that. My mom sold Avon, believe it or not, but she sold it more so for the skin so soft and things like that. But they used to give these samples right. of the different um, lipsticks. They came in little tubes. You had the little tubes, like, and it was enough to get maybe five wears out of. But then it was like this palette right. of uh, samples of lipsticks. And Cherry Jubilee was my color. Now, mind you, I was in elementary school at this point and needless to say Liz was not trying to have me walking around with lipstick on and she's my mother's a plain Jane to this day but I was sneaking into that Charlie's Jubilee and then trying to wipe off the smudge where I done smeared the color on and Charlie's Jubilee is like this wine like color and there's no way that you can hide the stain on your lips and have you been in my makeup wanting no ma'am line like line like a rug so it was like, but my mother has always said, like, I've, I've been a prissy tomboy all my life. Like, I was the kid, I would go out and make mud pies, but if I felt like I got too dirty, I would come in and wash and change my clothes and go make some more, but I had to be fresh. Yeah, <laughs> I so I had this tomboyishness about me, but when it came to the makeup, I in, in middle school, it progressed. And Michelle, Michelle Sims. And I, we're uh-huh. still friends to this day, been friends since we were 11 years old. Michelle Sims, I would go around her house to get ready for school. So uh, once again, New Edition, we do this all the time because we used to play New Edition every morning before we could go to school. We'd be in the mirror. Michelle's mom didn't have a problem with her wearing light makeup. I'm putting on eyeliner. Right. I'm putting on lips, lip, lipstick or lip gloss and everything. I can wipe that off. But how am I get this dang on eyeliner off before my mother get home? And how am I? And I was a dumb <laughs> criminal because I couldn't figure out how I kept getting caught. You know how we tell our kids nowadays, y'all so smart, you dumb. I was one of those kids. Yeah, I was yeah. one of those kids because you can't wipe eyeliner off. I didn't know anything about makeup nope. remover. <laughs> But it was just, 
And then as I got older and, you know, of course, could wear makeup, now I want to learn how to do it. So, like, a lot of the looks that people are just starting to do now, I did five years ago. So, now I'm I'm ah. so into colored and, and testing and and going to the next level with my makeup because the, the soft glands and stuff, that was me five years ago. If you look at my Facebook pictures, that was me five, six years ago. Now, I want to test my creativity. So, I'm watching and, and right. how do I draw the, how do I get the wing liner with the extra you know loop the loop at the end and how do I use these colored liners and how do I use this colored base and you know and it tests you and it it allows you to be as creative or as plain as you want to be I love it so one so one of the things and people will see when we um, post our show notes is the varied life and career that Wanda has had so far and and i will say this um we are uh, recording this at leslie's house and both of our children are outside playing with friends and so if you hear um a bell it's leslie's alarm because they won't go away but that's (laughs) right that's how that's real life um (laughs) that's how it is um because they're both off of school today for eid for the schools are closed because of the Muslim celebration of breaking the fast from Ramadan. Okay. So yes. kids are off today. Um, so, but what I was going to say though is, if you um, go to our show notes, you'll see the things that Wanda has done so far in her life. So, what is it that made you um, pivot from where you were to doing? makeup and how did that lead you to YouTube? Well, um, the YouTube and, and just practicing when I was in the working world, I had friends that always, uh-huh. I still was doing my makeup and learning gradually. And I look at some of those pictures from back then now, and evidently it was in style then, but I look at them pictures and I say, how the hell did they let me go out the house looking like that? You know, because I've, <laughs> you know, because I'm looking at them like, are you for serious? Not, you know, are you for serious? You really let me, are you really my friend? But I guess back then that was the style per se. But um, when I was in the working world and had my various titles and doing different things, I had friends that used to tell me, especially uh, my girlfriend, Adrian, you need to be behind the mat counter. And I didn't listen to it because honestly, I didn't want women can steal your joy. And it's my passion. It's, yes. you know, and, and it's my peace. It's what I do when the world is getting on my nerves. I get a glass of wine. I turn on some music. I grab my paintbrushes and my, my palettes and I just zone out. That's what I do for peace. And I wasn't willing to share that with anyone because I didn't want to make let anyone take that joy away from me but um Uh unfortunately my body gave way on me and I can't work now and um excuse Uh me my alarm went off I had to um I can't work I've had two back surgeries and I need a third and as hard as I try I can't work a traditional job so I started trying to find a way because I like to shop and and makeup costs money and i had i'm thankful and blessed that i have a very good man in my life that supplements a lot of where i can can fall short from going from a regular income to being on disability but i try not to put any extra burden on him so i said how can i make money off of something that that doesn't wear and tear on my back too much and I let my passion become my profit. I love it. And to me, that's one of the things that YouTube has. It's good for like things like, you know, how do I fix this? But also, I I've, I was a yogi for years. And YouTube, particularly in this COVID era, has allowed me to continue my yoga mm-hmm. journey in a live sense. Or even like there's a, a couple of really fantastic I will say black yogis that Lynn and I both follow. Mm-hmm. Ariana Elizabeth and Nika Marie, black yogi Nika Marie. And I can do it mm-hmm. from my house. And it's just, it, the knowledge is both like it's, it's physical, it's spiritual, it's everything. So it's amazing. 
And like I said before, one of the things I like about YouTube is that it's egalitarian. Is, which is why some people think mm. things are cheesy. Because if it's accessible to everyone and it's not elitist, people believe that that's exactly. like stupid. So, and like I said, you and Wanda and I had talked about, there are some things, I was telling her, it's like, I was ironing the other day and I had this weird thought. I'm like, who taught me to iron? My mom. Who taught me to thread a needle and sew on a button? My mom. Everyone doesn't have that. And so having something like YouTube, which says you never know how to, you can type in how to thread a needle, how to sew a button, and it's there. And no one's going to judge you for it. If your button is on, no one's going to ask you how you learn how to sew a button. Right. You know, it's just, you have a button now. Um, So tell me, one of the things that fascinates me about the beauty space is that you and other people have been able to monetize your passions by doing tutorials on on Mm -hmm. YouTube, on Instagram, on Mm -hmm. TikTok. Tell me a little about that. You know what? It's it's once I, I had a girlfriend, Paula, and she says to me, and this is before I started doing makeup on other people, and she said to me, you have a natural knack of just making women feel good about themselves when you just have a conversation with them. She said, now, imagine how they would feel if you was putting a beat down, if you was slaying their face while you were having that conversation. She says, so many people need your gift. And I was feeling like, well, I didn't go to school for it. I don't have any certificate. She was like, you're better than half the people that did go to school for it and have a certificate. So she said, I don't know what you need to do. This is her telling me off. She's really into the church. So she said, I don't know what you need to do. This is my parlor voice. But whatever it is, if you need to go get a certification, if you need to go in your prayer closet, whatever you need to do, go and do it because you are wasting your God's given talent. And I was like, ooh, she just told me a thing or two. So that transformed. At first, I still wasn't willing to do it on other people's faces. But I said, I can do a tutorial because I'm sitting in the comfort of my own home. I'm I'm in my own space with my music on because TikTok will let you play your music like just as it is. Whereas with Facebook, you have to yeah. speed it up on, on YouTube. You have to speed it up or slow it down so you don't get the copyright infringement. So right, sure. I said, well, I can sit there and then the community of love and acceptance and um, people feeling like I share because sometimes I'll be spazzing when I'm doing it and I, I can't hide it. I, I like to try to hide when I'm in pain, but sometimes I can't hide it. And then mm. people will share that they too are disabled or they too are chronic pain sufferers. So then not only do we have makeup in common, then we have something else and they feel less alone. They too suffer from depression. They too suffer from anxiety. So we connect on so many levels just by me hitting that button and going live. And it's and it's genuine. Ugh. It's more support. I hate to say it, but I get more support from my online community than I get from half the people I know in person. That's Crazy. And I have to say that, once again, part of what we've done with the show, we talk about how our culture is uncomfortable with sincerity. They're uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable with honesty. honesty. And I'm very honest and direct. they have to, like, particularly our generation Mm -hmm. being Gen X, we, unfortunately, for good or bad, put everything behind eight layers of irony Mm -hmm. and, and violence and you know, sarcasm. And so when you can say, I have an authentic connection with this person based on a real emotion and people get real stupid about it because it makes them Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. And so part of, once again, not just Wanda's story, which is amazing. And she's saying, I connected with this thing. This person counseled me and they connected me to the truth of my interaction. The fact that people are willing to dismiss things like this as quote unquote cheesy because 
it makes them uncomfortable to feel mm-hmm. what they're feeling. And it's also a shift from, again, you know, we, so Wanda and Leslie and I met, well, Leslie and I met in the womb, but, <laughs> we the, did. but the three of us met, though, in high school, and we went to... 14 years old, yes. man. A million years ago, and, and we met um, it was a, a college prep high school. The best high, high school, school around. We bought them on City College. The best high I school. I still have my ring on. <laughs> Do you have your ring I don't on? have my ring on. It's upstairs. City forever. Yes. Yeah, um, man. But we were, we were raised in this idea that you were supposed to go to college and you were supposed to go for four years and maybe eight and then maybe more, or, you know, maybe six and then maybe more. And that that was the way to thrive and that was the way to do things and um i know a lot of us leslie and i were second generation college students um and our parents were first generation our grandfather who's passed away now went back to school and graduated with his associates at like 59 um um but that was the Mm -hmm. expectation right is that you were going to go to school and that's how you learned and that other ways of learning were illegitimate Mm -hmm. absolutely and i and i think that again that's people become gatekeepers where they're kind of like for real this is the way you have to learn and this is the way you have to do this and any other way that you do it is is illegitimate which is crazy because like you said um Someone said to you, you have the skill as uh, the same as other people, even more than other people who actually did the training. And again, there's nothing wrong with training. Get your training. But there are different types of training and there are different ways to get different ways to get trained. I mean, I can say for me, you know, I've been in theater for professionally for almost 30 years. But that's not your degree. Right. My degree is in psychology. And I got here through wanting to do stuff that served people yes but i've stayed and i don't have a conservatory degree but i've learned by doing it i was about to say unfortunately because of life circumstances and things that were going on in my home i didn't get the chance to go i went into survival mode two weeks after we graduated i moved into my own place so I was in survival wow. mode. I was a grown woman. Like I was like literally handling everything. So I was blessed and that even while we were in high school, if you remember, I didn't wear the jeans and tennis shoes. I wore dress shirts and skirts and pumps. And yep. I was a little different because I worked at a doctor's office after school. And, and oh. at I didn't know yep. that, Wanda. Yeah, I, didn't I know worked that. at a doctor's office after school, so I was always I had to be professional. Once I went there, after I left there, I worked for the Department of Human Genetics downtown at University of Maryland. So I was blessed that even though I was not able to follow and what we were prepared for, it prepared me to take on these jobs at these very prestigious places. And and I had the knowledge as if I had gone to school. And then with that became the working knowledge because nothing to me compares to the hands-on because you can have all the book Absolutely. smarts in the world and be dumb as a doorknob as far as I'm concerned. And then some people... I would say I have a relative, I'm not going to say who, but their longtime spouse said to them, you don't really know stuff. You just read a lot of yes. books. And that was very resonant because if you don't actually know how to do it, I know lots of people who have degrees and things they've never done. So they could do it, but particularly people our age were all three of us in our early 50s. What you've done is more important than what you exactly. Studied. And I was blessed that truly I was able after I, I eventually ended up at Verizon. I've done Comcast, you know, and I've always had the I, I would take the highest position right before becoming management. And and I could have done management. I trained. I did all of that. But to be honest, I didn't want to babysit a bunch of grown children. Thank I did you. not want that. I didn't want somebody else lack because I'm a perfectionist and I'm a professional and I'm going to do the job right. And I didn't want somebody else that's just there for the paycheck to determine whether or not I have a job. So, I mean, I was very, very, um, 
I was very deliberate in the jobs that I took and the jobs I did not take. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Also, once again, those of us, people, I imagine a lot of people listening to this, whoever's listening, are our age or older because the people that we know are our age or older. So, but maybe a couple of my God kids who are like, you know, tiny 20 somethings are listening. So I want to say this very clearly. Your degree is really great. But the older that you get, the less that where you went to school or your GPA Mm -hmm. matters. That's a gatekeeping thing, like Lynn said, where they go, oh, well, he went here or not there. Or he had this grade, not that grade. Nobody at 52 gives a crap how I did in astronomy. I got a D, by the way, but I passed. Um, (laughs) Nobody cares. Nobody cares that I I had to take economics twice because I was ter- I'm not a good numbers person. They care that I have a book that sold okay. They care that I've been on the Today Show. They've cared that I have been you know, a professional for 30 years starting this year, and that's what matters. So when Wanda says, and it touches me so deeply, I had to hustle to survive from a time where people like me and Lynn were having our, our parents pay for college or help pay for college, you know, that she's out there hustling and doing what she does. And she's finally found her passion while being able to make money. And I'll also tell you that I'm going to put in the show notes, Wanda did my makeup for my last headshots. <laughs> and you, and it was amazing. And I trust her. I've known her more than half my life. And I said, do what you do. And it was a bold, fantastic statement. I never would have picked by myself. Never. And she did it for me and I trust her and she trusts me and it was what it was. And I say all this to say that going back to the the subject is that she was able to go on YouTube and say, I love to do this. How do I do this? Well, and she did it. And all of that has impacted so many lives. So I just have to, I'll stop no, talking. No, I, that, I have to thank I, you And for I want to thank you because I was blessed. I captured the exact moment that you turned around and saw it. And your face was so happy (laughs) and I was so blessed because I knew I was taking you out of your comfort zone. But at the same time, I didn't want to like I wanted to capture the colors of both of your outfits so that no matter what you had on, it was going to rock it out, you know. And then the picture with you and your son, the look on your face is just pure joy. I wanted to say that picture is so beautiful to me like you can just Thank see you. the pure joy that you have having your son and loving on him so i love that picture and it's because and i was confident in how i looked because of you and people look at just me going face beat all the hells like yeah it was <laughs> yeah it was so lynn what are some of the things that you have personally consulted or learned to do better or at all on youtube well, um, so my, I have a son who is 10, almost 11, and I don't know when we first started, I, I guess, I learned how to, tie, how to tie a tie on okay. on YouTube. Um, you know, my, my husband was at work, and we were, we didn't grow up wearing ties, and when I was in my 20s, I worked at a dinner theater, and when we waited tables... We had to wear ties, but I would have someone tie my tie and I would take it off and just move the knot a little bit Mm -hmm. so I could, right, so I could take my head out of it. And if it ever came apart, I had to find somebody and go, can you retie this? And I didn't know how to do it. And for some reason, so my little boy, again, he's 10, but when he was like three and four and five, he used to love wearing ties. And um, I had to tie it for, I guess, pictures or something in preschool. I don't know. But um, I didn't know how to do it. And I went on YouTube and um, because I needed the step-by-step. Like, there's stuff on, like, WikiHow and those kinds of things. Yeah. But I needed to see step-by-step, mm-hmm. yes. like, where are they putting their hands and what hand are they mm-hmm. using to pull it through? And I would pause it. And then try to do it and then like go back. And if I miss something, but I need it to be able to see I'm a learner. That's yeah, how I'm I learn. So I, I, a virtual learner. So I learned how to do that. And I have to say one thing. So during the beginning of the pandemic, um, uh, so the fall of 2020, my kid did virtual school for like a month and it just wasn't working. So I homeschooled. Mm-hmm. Um, all of 2021 and partially 21, 22. And uh, YouTube taught us 
a lot. Like I did a lot of, I'm not a math person. Or if he had questions about stuff that we were learning in the history portions, mm-hmm. we'd look up. You know, I so we were talking about the Harlem Renaissance and I yeah. looked up. Uh, videos of 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 black poets and of um, Lena Horne singing Stormy Weather and um, just like beautiful beautiful stuff that I was able to share and find and learn myself because sometimes I would say well I don't know how to do it well I don't know this but let's learn it together and um, YouTube for free afforded me that and also that's cool I do yoga one. Uh, online as well. My husband and I get up in the mornings. We didn't, well, he did this morning. I didn't uh, get up <laughs> and, and work out in the in the mornings. And we mostly do YouTube mm-hmm. videos that you can access for free. And even in those things, some people have uh, levels where you can pay, you know, to get more content mm-hmm. or whatever. And that's brilliant. They kind of get you in and you can do the basic. But if you want to go further with them and support them or like the one of the yogis that we like, you can send her money to her Venmo or and to her Cash App. And and you can Go do ahead. it. I'm sorry. Go and, ahead, Wanda. And, and I'm a person because I can, I suffer from being with this disability and chronic pain all the time. I suffer from depression. I suffer from anxiety. And I try to relieve that. And I try to keep my mind in a certain place. And, you know, and when I find myself going or feel myself going into that place, I look on YouTube and I find meditations. You can even do meditations, you know. So it is so many genres of or, or levels of entertainment or education that you can find, like you're not just stuck. It's not just an educational tool. It's not just an entertainment tool. Like there are times that it it helps keep me from going into a deep, dark space. And that's just being as real as real can be. You know, anyone that's that's, as a chronic pain sufferer will know that it's not easy to always have a smile on your face when you're hurting. You know, and trying not to say I'm hurting, 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 I'm hurting. you know. So to find something on there, even if I just want to look at an old episode of, of some type of show that used to make me laugh or something to take my mind off of it. So when I when I said to you, YouTube, because I, I initially thought about it because I went to YouTube to look up Boy George videos and I said, this yes. is bigger than Boy George. <laughs> yeah. But let's talk a little bit about that because your original topic had been uh, Boy George and George Michael. So if it's a cheesy thing, but I, I will say without, well, if it's political, let it go. Both of these were guys that we all met when we were mm-hmm. young, you know, across MTV or the pages of Smash Hits or whatever that. They were like, oh, I'm not gay, I'm bisexual, or I'm not gay, I'm just whatever. And we learned to understand that we fell in love with these people exactly. for their talent and their looks and stuff. And we were never going to have sex right. with these people, so, what so it didn't matter. if right. they were gay. No, I don't care. But it was something powerful about, I think that now, it's not just people our age who were in, were initially introduced to these artists, but I think that there was a lot, or a lot of people now who are claiming just as, I fell in. I fell in love with the music of like Darlene Love and Ronnie Spector and those people when I was 15, 20 years after they had come out. I think there's a lot of kids now who are reclaiming the 80s and mm-hmm. the 90s, and and also they have a different understanding of sexuality. They have a different understanding of you know expression. So when you got people on YouTube or people on Ru- Ru- right. RuPaul's Drag Race, you know. And those kids are a lot less. They don't have they're to. They're emboldened. They don't have to parse as many. They're yes. emboldened. Yes, mm-hmm. they're emboldened, and they don't have to make excuses for where they like something up to go. I'm not right. gay, exactly. but I'm not this. They but are, they go. That's a beautiful if they're person. Authentically themselves. They're not afraid to express their sexuality, their sensuality, and they have a yes. take me or leave it attitude. And, you know, sometimes it can be a little over the top, but when you're being your authentic self, because to live a life of duplicity is, is, is torture. I have a friend that, that, um, I have an ex-boyfriend that is now gay and I was his last girlfriend. And he said to me, I thought that if anyone could teach me 
or if anyone could keep me from being gay, it would be you because you're such a strong woman. And I was like, well, that was a uh, that was a hell of a responsibility to put on somebody and not even real. tell them. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I had no oh, idea. Boy. You know, I just knew this was my best friend. And, you know, we we I should have known he likes shopping just as much as me. And he used to like to hang on the phone with me and everything. And 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 back then my body was banging. Boom, 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 boom. And I was like, oh, stop your body now. Is banging. I, I need you but to stop. No, it though. was banging, banging, banging. And I was wondering why he wasn't. <laughs> look, and I was wondering why he wasn't trying to bang it more often. Now I know. <laughs> well, well, and well. And goodbye. No, that is so. No, but that's that's wild. And I and. So not only are kids nowadays um, able to sort of be more who they are, and actually, I meant that that's one thing I was going to say. I don't know if you watched ever watched the show Ted Lasso um, on Apple TV, but it's about a soccer team, and there's a, a young man who is it's a, a who plays a guy on the soccer team, and the character mm-hmm. is gay, but he his team doesn't know, and someone else close to the team found out who in this guy, this other character is also gay. But he said to him, the younger guy said, you know, I wish that I feel like I live in two Mm -hmm. worlds. You know, I live in my soccer world with my friends on the team and I live in this world where at night I go out and I date guys and I go dancing and and whatever. And I live in two worlds and I wish that both of those worlds could be the Mm -hmm. same world sometimes. Um, And that reminded me of you about people being, you know, duplicitous, um, having a not duplicitous, but having a duplicity in their and 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 having that duplicity forced on them, having that duplicity. And I've talked to people. I mean, there was a a friend of mine from years ago that I dated briefly in my late twenties who came out to me very recently, and it made sense. And I kind of figured that out in the twenty-something years ensuing, but. A lot of that is put on us that, like, if we were just allowed to be ourselves and whatever that is, whatever that is, and to really get to the larger point of once again, I, I don't know, I'm a conspiracy theorist. I truly believe that things like, I mean, I love that I went to college, it's great. I only had to get the one degree, it's fine. But I think that the gatekeeping aspect of things like, not just like a formal vocational training, but just like, how do I change a tire? How do I figure out how to revert my hair back to the Mm. curls? How do I do these things? So many of these things are passed down to us from parents or communities, whatever. And if we don't know, we don't know. And the fact that YouTube has been a great equalizer because it has said you can have this information whether you had a functional family. Whether you have a college degree. Whether someone in in your family was able to okay, or willing to teach you these things and whether or not you were able to, to know this. And I, I think that not having this information has allowed, and I'm going to be political for a minute, the man, mm-hmm. whoever, to, um, to make sure certain people can't yes. compete, to make sure that certain people can't be a part of society because they don't know like i mean when we were growing up for instance we grew up in balmer city so we didn't have school buses you rode the city bus or somebody Mm -hmm. drove you and we went to a school that was a citywide school meaning that that place was not necessarily in your neighborhood for the most part it wasn't so you had to get yourself there and so those of us who knew how to navigate free cell phone a bus schedule or to know how we had to get to work on time, um, you know, or how we had to, like, somebody was coming to see us and we knew when their bus was coming, mm-hmm. relatively, and we had to wait for them. And so all that stuff is knowledge we had to get to survive. I still remember the MTA bus number. <laughs> we literally, and this was before websites, yes. children, if there are any children listening, Lynn and I would order... The bus mm-hmm. schedules, like mm-hmm. once a year, and we put them in a certain drawer in our kitchen. So if we needed to know what time we lived on the number right. three line, what time the three came, so I could get to either Burger King or down the Fudgery, yeah. you know, yes, yes. Baltimore, all of 
all of these things we knew what we had or just we took the three to school we we were pretty close we we're just outside the, 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 the county yeah. mar- demarcation City that's county. In, yeah that we could get mm-hmm. yes bus tickets or whatever but we were in, in northwood in baltimore but all of this to say is that having to scrounge for knowledge makes something like youtube where you can just <laughs> put in you know, and I once again, I'm a single mother, and I'm like, how? Why does my car sound right? Like literally, this? and you can put it in just like you're thinking. You don't have to think of the correct term. You don't have to know the correct nope. term. You can, as long as you can, kind of, sort of think of how to put it in that 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 search bar. Something is going to come up to it, and it'll lead you to several videos about that. Yes. I just, and once again, I think, once again, here I go with conspiracy theories. The man doesn't want us to know stuff. They want to be able to gatekeep. This is what all of these, like, draconian laws about, well, now you can't read this book in a library. And now they can't Mm -hmm. talk about this thing. It's because they don't want us to know this stuff. And having access to the internet, which, once again, is not, we learned during the pandemic, if anything, how how hard it is. We assume things like we read about like kids who didn't have internet Mm -hmm. at home. So they would go to like a Wendy's parking lot or they'd go to like a, a library parking lot and sit there all day long for hours with the, um, the Chromebooks that their school gave Mm -hmm. them because they didn't have a way to afford when my son, when the internet happened, well, the pandemic happened, my mother and I both had a couple computers, mm-hmm. right? And so we just gave my kid one. My, my mother was my co-parent at the time. And and we had really good internet. Right. And it, we had a big enough house that we could all three of us do our right. thing without, without it, you know, impacting us. And that was a thing that is a privilege mm-hmm. and is a, a thing that we are not... I'm sorry, what? Right. Yes. Where is it? Okay. One moment. Sam, we're taking a, a <laughs> slight break. Um, look into my... What, I have, like, some bread, like Dave's Killer Bread that's in the thing. It's in the refrigerator. Okay. So you tell Wanda that I had to deal with it. Yeah. Oh, I um, understand the children. Lynn had to deal mm-hmm. with the... Yeah, with the parenting thing. It's in there. I think there are also some, like, hamburger rolls or something. Just... Oh, the- yes. And again, I'm sorry for my refrigerator. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so sorry. All that... Thank you, Sam. We're back. All that to say that I think that something the the internet is revolutionary, and the fact that it should it should be provided everyone. for everybody. Everyone mm-hmm. should have the internet. Everyone sh- Wi Fi should be a constitutional right, along with healthcare and education mm-hmm. and childcare. Totally it should all be provided. I totally agree. Because. You know, when it happened, we were in Florida and we're getting, and I know that it seems like we're getting off topic, but it's all related. When we were, when we were in Florida, the school that my, my son went to, there were a lot of rich families. There were families like us who were just like normal. And there were families who were not wealthy Mm -hmm. at all. And the fact that the school was able to have a thing and said, take this computer home with you if you need it. Mm -hmm. Um, Take this do you have um, a thing on your phone where you can use it mm-hmm. to get on the internet? Whatever. The and you're trying right. so hard. A hotspot, exactly. And that so much of this was not, when there were all these studies that were done about how many kids just dropped out and nobody were, and I no mean, one like little kids. Up on it. And, and, and I'm sorry, again, not to be political, like you said, but. Do but, it. If we can send money to other countries for this, that, and the other, to me, for for whatever reason, it's a war over here. It's they are impoverished over there, and they're and they're sending food over there. I'm sorry, charity starts at home first. You have people. Thank you. You have people here at home that are hungry. You have people here at home. Yes. That, like you said, they can't go to school. And then let's take it another level. You want to compete globally with 
with others on 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 science and uh, STEM science and all of that, but then you're yes. not doing anything to make sure that our children have the resources needed to get the education that they need from the books to the the Wi-Fi to proper nutrition. You know, if your parents make over Thank a certain you. amount of money, you don't apply, you don't qualify for the free lunch. But how about they make oh. I'll take it like this. Take me and food stamps. I just got a quote uh-huh. unquote cost of living increase last at December um, for my disability that you can barely see. But they took away the little food stamps that I was getting. I'm not afraid to say no. I'm not ashamed to say that I was getting food stamps because I'm on disability. They took and, and now so that little cost of living increase, which was barely noticeable, you took my food stamps, and I notice now when I have to take money. That's taken away. I stopped getting my nails done. I'm doing my own nails, <laughs> and that. And they look but great. Thank you, but that was my pamper me. You know, that was, you know. Ugh. So I just think it's so many things. Like you said, it may be off topic, but it's not. It's not. It's not. Because, because once again, this whole episode was about, and here's a big word, guys, the egalitarian nature of things like YouTube, which says all you have to have is a reliable internet connection and you can learn these things that maybe you didn't know or no one taught you that knowledge and skills that other people took for granted and you can mm-hmm. have this and to be able and i keep going back into me my husband scott was not a super handy person so there were some things i would have had to figure even if it was still alive that i would have to figure out on youtube or some or things like that mm-hmm. anyway but to be able to know is this sound normal how do I make this happen? Like I said, I had a really bad blowout in 2020. Oh. At the same time, I had my hair blonde. It was terrible. And my hair was just fukata, <laughs> as my Yiddish um, uh, relatives would say. And I needed to figure out how, how to, to do it. it. Like healthy. when I had this yeah. current haircut. How to get it back healthy when I had this current haircut at the Diaspora Salon. Look it up in Baltimore on Charles Street. And they said you have to do, to come your hair in its specific state, to do a curly wash and go. Mm-hmm. How do I do that? I looked it up right. on YouTube. Um, and I, I, just, I just feel like I'm surprised that the man, quote unquote, I'm making mm-hmm. air fingers, has not really tried to figure out Question. how to wash this stuff. Because yeah, I, I'm, because, it's, because it's free knowledge and they try to keep certain knowledge. ones of us from getting that free knowledge because they're already entitled to it. But I wanted to share yes. something with you that uh, Thais and I, because Thais and I are meeting later, another collegian, um, and we're... Uh, we're going. We're going to be on YouTube and other platforms because we're. But we both have podcasts and we're trying out some new things. And a new thing coming to YouTube is podcasts. They now have a podcast section. Ah. Girl, see, I was just. I, was, I love. It. And by the way, oh, I was just saying, I was. Thais Woodson, be on my podcast. Ah, Thank you. You would love that she has a book um, out and everything. She has a yeah. I'll you know, tell her. I love her. Our school is amazing. Um, like I said, I, we're going to wrap up soon. But what I, what I wanted to say is that when we first started this podcast, we were like, oh, it's going to be people talking about murder she wrote. It's going to be people, and that was, people talking about soap operas. And we did. But the more and more we have these discussions where we talk about not just w- what it is that people think is quote unquote cheesy, but why. That we've had people talk about marriage and goth girls and all these things that are truly about identity. Mm-hmm. And truly about the egalitarian or non-egalitarian nature of access, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is what it's this really is really about. It's and, and just really about why we give weight to some things and not mm-hmm. others. And why we give importance yes. to some things and not others. And often we know as women of color that some of the things that are not given weight and are importance are things that are important to right. us like hair and makeup and shoes and fashion mm-hmm. and things. I mean, Madam C.J. Walker, the exactly. first black yes. mil- black female millionaire, was a, was a beauty yes. mogul. And I think that we have to know 
that we we can't listen to these voices that tell us that the thing's important to us for whatever reason. I mean, I know my the only thing I ever really wanted to write about was lifestyle stuff and entertainment and movies and and TV and culture and and music. And so long, so many people would say, well, that's not really serious or that's not super like, you know, important. And that's just a fluffy thing. And culture is who we are, right? So the fact that I, you know, I've been doing this now professionally for 30 years this year old. Also, I know what the hell I'm talking Mm -hmm. about. And I know that things that we were artists, right? right? So things that when Wanda comes and she makes your face over, when she goes to a drag queen and she makes that person a beautiful woman. And when she makes me sassier than I am, you know, she's calling not just a a thing that's just about superficiality, it's about who mm-hmm. you are and the fact that she was able to access her passion and her knowledge on a thing that's available to all mm-hmm. of us. It's really, really special. And um, I guess this has been such a great conversation. Uh, I will ask you, we always ask at the end of an episode, after having this discussion, do you feel that this thing is cheesy? And if it is, do you care? I feel like it depends on who you ask and why and what you're looking for because to me I feel like it is pertinent and it's an important part of what makes me me now but if you were to ask the man it's cheesy because this is knowledge that they already had exactly and knowledge that they already had and it comes to them easily so why why do we put such importance on it but everyone doesn't have access like you said everyone doesn't have someone to teach them these things so it's not cheesy in my opinion in my opinion. <laughs> I think too, like because once again, so much of the, the consideration of it being cheesy is because it's accessible to everyone. Um, Wanda has already in the very beginning of the episode talked about where she can be found. But Wanda, again, please tell people if they should find you and they should, I'm going to post my pictures. Y'all gonna <laughs> gag. It's gaggable. Um, tell us where people can I'm find you. I'm on Facebook at Wanda God's Bread or God's Bread and Her Paint. I am on YouTube at Intellectual One, the letter N, the number two, L-E-C-T-U-A-L number one. And I'm on TikTok as um, God's Wanda God's Bread or God's Bread with three T's. Amazing. Lynn, anything to add? No, this is amazing. I'm sorry that I missed part of that <laughs> conversation, but I could hear Leslie's end of it from where I Mothering was. comes but first. I totally this... get it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we had kid stuff happening today, so it is what it is. Um, anyway, I just thank you so much for being here, Wanda. This was truly thank a blessing. You for and I, me. I, I thank you guys all for listening. And I just wanted to you to keep it easy. Stay cheesy. I love it. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for having